This, this, this is, 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 Disciples. Welcome to podcast number 280. This one dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, mainly the UFC, but we do talk about other franchises as well. Uh, and you can uh, subscribe to this via iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. All our Android feeds are on our website, fightdisciples.com. And if you're on social media, please go to at Fight Disciples on Twitter uh, and on Facebook. And if you uh, use Instagram, at The Fight Disciples. It's all there for you. Come and be a part of, uh, of the movement of the two-time Sports Podcast of the Year champions here in the UK. Um, as I said, this one's dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts. Do you fancy birthday sing-along? It seems to be the thing right now, doesn't it? It seems to yeah. be like you beat someone up and then you sing happy birthday happy to someone. Birthday. Do we know anybody whose birthday it is at the moment? It's not yours. Yours has been and gone. Yeah. Mine's not. Mine's coming up. Mm, um, not in the world of UFC. I find that bizarre, right? That you can get into a fight with someone, right? Nail him. And then the first thing that you're thinking about is singing happy birthday to your lad. Brilliant. I'd be still pumped with adrenaline, me. I'd be running around the octagon in the crowd giving it the big one. It was, uh, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was very weird, yeah, yeah. The crowd, even the crowd were a bit like, are we into this or are we, are we joining? <laughs> Happy <here?"> birthday <laughs> to... <laughs> They're all going, woo, yeah, woo, when he gets on the microphone. Uh, they, we're talking about Junior Dos Santos, if you've not seen uh, which guy at the weekend, by the way. And he's like going, it's my son's birthday. I want you all to join in. And boof, off he went. And everybody's like <laughs> looking at each other going, Happy <laughs> But when it got to the actual point, of them not knowing his son's name. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> Everybody's looking at each other. Happy birthday, dear. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Tremendous. What do you make of his performance? Because let's be straight, his resume, Junior Dos Santos, is absolutely sick. The names that he's got on that bill, in a very thin division at this moment in time, you would not actually rule against him at no. some point getting a whack. Well, he's jumped back up to number three now. And so, you know, he, he kind of can't be denied if he keeps this winning run going. You know, it, it, the problem is, who does he fight next? You've got to try and recycle him now. Well, there aren't any. They're all thin. Everybody's fought everybody. That's what I mean. This heavyweight division is so desperate for some new blood, and it? it's so desperate for a new injection of talent because it's kind of like the same old names going around in circles. Yeah. But uh, the fight itself, I absolutely loved it, you know, and I think last week we weren't too excited about this card because of the spectre of what comes this weekend as kind of looming large mm. over it because it's such a huge event. But... um as the fight was starting, I was like, fuck yeah, these are like basically the two best boxers yeah. in the heavyweight division are about to fucking throw down. And it had everything I as like well. the way like, that you went with boxers rather than athletes when you look at yeah, Derek, yeah. Derek Lewis. Certainly only boxers, aren't they? But like, both these guys favor the hands. And so straight away, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. This is going to be fun. But then when you, when you see them trying to high kick, like Derek Lewis doing scissor kicks and high kicks and that spit, but then the spin and back kick from De Santos that was just like fuck me. That was the game changer moment of the fight. Mm. But um, uh, it's very rare that a UFC heavyweight main event kind of or, or a heavyweight fight. So to say, heavyweight fights are so hit and miss, aren't they? In UFC, yeah, you fucking so Steve, often Steve the Payne and Garnu when yeah. we're all sat there going, "This is so going to be amazing." News fest, but this one absolutely lived up to the hype. Lived up to everything it you said it was going to be, and I'm kind of buzzing for Junior because. How can you not like Junior the Santos? No, he's a nice guy. But I don't want my heavyweight champion in the world to be a nice guy. No. I don't want my heavyweight champion in the world to fucking sing happy birthday to his son after no, the win. Or, I don't. Or to save people in firefights. No. Nope. I want him to be a monster. That's it. Big, I want him to be a beast. Big Francis uh, was straight on social media saying that he fancied a little bit of JDS, didn't he? That makes sense because 
JDS ain't going to get a shot at the title because obviously once Brock Lesnar's clear with the... You know, <laughs> once he's got all the gear out of his system. Once they flush Brock Lesnar enough to pass this fucking piss test, then obviously Brock's going to fight. Once they DC, get someone but... else to take the piss test for him. Why, why don't they just go, listen, we're going to give Brock the fight. It doesn't matter. It's about money. You all know it. And we're not going to test him. And DC's cool with it. So just fucking get over it. It is what it is. This is the heavyweight division right now. Mm. At least they're being honest. Rather than... Trying to pull the wool all, over yeah, all our eyes. Flushing them away. I'm just waiting for that moment where they go, okay, before we tell you what happened with Brock's test, <laughs> let me just tell you about pictograms <laughs> and what they actually mean. And Brock, you know, he's twice the size of John Jones. Yeah, so he's so, got a lot of them. So he's got a lot of pictograms, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his swimming pool is probably 50-50 pictograms of water. His is a jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's okay. Because, uh, yeah, fuck off. (laughs) Just let him fight DC, Mm. get it out the fucking way, and then we can all move on with our Mm. lives. Speaking of Dos Santos, right, I've got, um, I I can't pronounce this guy's name. I'm going to do my very best to pronounce his name. Junior Dos Santos. No, 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 no. You're talking about the the main man. No, Derek Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) Any more? Yes, I'm going to go for Elizio Zaleski. Zaleski Dos Santos. Yeah, man. He needs to change his fucking name. Zaleski DeSantis. Right, because this dude's on a seven-fight win streak. He's a legit man. He's legit. He's doing the business, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a nightmare for commentators. He's a nightmare for pundits. He's a nightmare for people that want to interview him. You need yeah. to come up with something a little bit more um, non-Brazilian, randomator-type uh, fight name. You need to come up with, I don't know, like Johnny Walker. Very easy. You know what I mean? That's not Johnny Walker's real name, I'm telling you now, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's just gone, lads, my real name, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a little bit too much for these commentator lads. I need something that's eye-catching. Yeah. Brazilian lad called Johnny Walker, name himself after a whiskey, sweet as a fucking nut. Done. Get yourself in there. Call yourself Grey Goose. I don't know. Get yourself in oh. there. So therefore, it's easy for us to re- resonate with you. But in football, they've done that. Absolutely. You know, Pele was always just Pele. No that's one knows it. what his fucking. No one can say his actual real name. All mm. seven stanzas of it. So, you know, that's kind of in in football. We used to Edu and Lucas and Pele. See where they put fucking Lucas in the Pele. Yeah, nice touch. Nice. Uh, and I think U- UFC MMA fighters need to adopt that. We had Zulu Zinio years ago, and that was his, his only fucking name. Mm. They should just stick with that. I'm just going to call this guy Zaleski, man. Everyone knows who you talk about if you say Zaleski. Mm. This is the guy. And you know what? Where's he at in the welterweight division for you? performance. Where's he, at? Where's he at, though? Because this oh. welterweight division is full of killers. Yeah, exactly. And I think him and Melinda were on, were on the same trajectory for me, both fringe top top 15. So it's hard to say he's now in the top 10, after even though it was such a systematic performance. However, he deserves somebody in the top 10 now. I'd love to see him fight Neil Magny. Millinder was on a, a nine he's on fight an absolute streak, tier, Yeah, yeah, but again, neither of them beat anyone in the top 10. This yeah. was kind All of right. like a gatekeeper fight. Whoever wins this now, for me, should get a top 10 fight. I would love to see Zaleski now fight a, um, someone. Neil Magny would be perfect for him. Neil Magny's rounded everywhere. He's accomplished. He's not really a title contender, but he's legit top 10. Someone like Zaleski needs to fight a Neil Magny. Hmm. Oh, God. Happy with that? Fucking hell, I'll have to get that out. There Jesus. you go. Um, Nico Price is going to be uh, my new favourite fighter uh, yes. because he's never in a dull fight. The way that he fights, he's either getting chinned or he's chinning someone. That's exactly what I want out of my, out of my uh, mixed martial arts, mate. I don't want to see someone humping someone's leg. Nope. I don't want to see someone grappling. I don't want to see the finer arts of uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. I'm not interested. I just want to see him go straight to the middle of the octagon and throw the shit out of each other. That's all I want. That's all I want. I'm, I'm traditionalist like that. I'm a little bit like Caesar with my thumb up, thumb down. That's where I'm at, mate. And Nico Price brings the fun every single time. It's like he just said to Tim Means... I'm going to get you tired by letting you punch me in the face. 
And after you finish punching me in the face really hard, I'm going to do it to you. I'm going to fucking do it to you. <laughs> and that's what he did. He turned this fight absolutely on its head, and what a finish as well. Like, mm. fuck it now. What a shot to put him You're not going to have a long career, though, fighting like that, are you? No, but you're going to be fucking entertaining. Yeah. You might get a few performance of the night bonuses. Yeah. You might, you might earn yourself a few quid. Um, regarding the judging at uh, Wichita, where, where are you at with it, mate? Because I'll look at the uh, Marion Renault uh, having her face rearranged by uh, Jana Kunitskaya. Kunitskaya, yeah. Um, she ended up losing. Ben Rothwell battered, in my opinion, uh, yeah. even off. And he ended up losing. I thought the judging were a bit dodgy. What were they watching? Well, I thought, you know what? There was an argument that Ivanov won the first round. I thought Rothwell won the second round. And then obviously Rothwell absolutely win, wins, the th- wins the third round. So but they gave the fight to Ivanov. Listen, it's one of them, innit? Dana White's fucking gone on record as saying it all the time. If you're not happy, don't let it go to the judges. You know, <laughs> fucking put your foot down. If you ain't happy about it. Because... The judging tough shit. Well, it is. It's like, listen, you, if you go to the judges, you take them to the law into your whole, own hands. And, you know, this is not Vegas. This is not London. This is not a plate. This is fucking Kansas. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know how involved the Kansas State Athletic Commission are in giving putting the judges and whatever else out there, but mm. you can guarantee there's some fucking local people involved. And people who are judging in Kansas ain't necessarily the same guys that are judging in Las Vegas or New York or in London or whatever. So, it's one of them, Big Ben. Should have put your foot down. Should have fucking gone for the finish. Mm. It's a shitty situation. You did deserve to win. But the problem is as well, you get to an end of a fight like that and you go, ah, it's a bad decision. Most Usually you go, well, he, he deserves a rematch. But in this fight, nobody wants to see that rematch. Mm. There was nothing about it that made me want to see a rematch. So Have you seen uh, Kunitskaya's uh, Instagram? Kunitskaya's Instagram? Yeah, man. At the uh, hospital. Yeah, when she's having her nose operated on and all that. Laughing her head off. Yeah, pissing Weird, herself. Yeah. Obviously, I is a kite on the fucking uh, laughing gas light. <laughs> exactly, like. yeah. But that's the meme that uh, that comes out of Kansas. Yeah. Just her face yeah. absolutely mauled. Fair play to her. And she won the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Mm. But do you know what I was gutted about this card is that I never picked... Because I... How often have I fucking brought up Benny Dariush? Yeah on this show and, and talked about him and, how, and his, how legit he is. And yet he's had this weird run of performances and weird run of decisions and whatever else and, and, and defeats. And yet he did the one thing that I always maintain that jiu-jitsu black belts should do and that's go back to what you do best. Yeah, yeah. Don't stand and bang with Drew Dober. Go back and do what you do best. And in hindsight, I can't... It annoys me that I didn't go, Benil Darius on this card, get ready for a submission. Dujoba can be submitted. If he falls into his trap, he'll submit him. And what a wicked submission as well. I think it, he said it was a triangle on the thing, but it wasn't really. It was an arm bar, yeah. but he had him with the triangle. Wait, I'm glad he got the performance bonus for it. But if Ben, ben El Dariush can get a run and get his mindset of closing the distance, even pulling guard, his jiu-jitsu is at such a high level that he could fucking make a real run in this lightweight division. I've said that before, I know. Mm. You're looking at me like I've got two heads. Mm. I have said you want him to go full Kron Gracie, is what yeah, you want man, him to do. Yeah, just fucking go for it. Yeah. Listen, the sport's in a weird period right now, and anyone that's uh, watching YouTube this week, you'll see I'll do an interview with Mike Grundy, and I was talking to Mike Grundy about it, about his UFC debut, and how the sport is in transitional period, and it looks like, you know, the stuff that people were getting thrown out of the UFC for six, seven years ago, like John Fitch for fucking leg humping for mm. three rounds. That is now become kind of acceptable. acceptable. Yeah. Look at Kamari Usman. Look at Khabib. Look at fucking... Um, Askren. Pubeb. 
Then ask him. <laughs> you can tell that you have been, I've been around Darren Till. You have been with Darren Till all week last week, right? And you've come here and you're slagging off other fighters just because of Till. Look at you. Funny. Old pubed. But what? Those guys, are, and those are the guys that like Ben Askren couldn't get in the UFC because his style wasn't attractive. He was a John Fitch style fighter, but because Khabib's made it cool, because Kamari Usman, people are accepting it and going, okay, yeah, yeah, we accept that's how you can win. Then good, let's 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 enjoy it and watch it. Yeah, but he's I'm not, not a fan of no, it. It's, it's not exciting boring. to see, man. But what's the point I was trying to make here? I don't know. You fucking, I think you just wanted to get the pubed thing in there, didn't you? What I'm saying is, Daddy, you should. It's not about just trying to expose people and knock them out and light them up these days. It, it's about playing to your strengths. Cron Gracie's strength is submitting people. Daddy Usher's strength is submitting people. Grundy, uh, Kamaru Usman, fucking Ben Askren, their strength is grappling people yeah, and yeah. fucking grapple fucking them. That's The sport is kind of... It's, it's all about winning now. It's so what was Grundy... Obviously, you've done the interview and people can go and have a look at this on uh, our YouTube channel, right? But what was Grundy saying? Is that what he's going to do? He's going to stick to type? Yeah, he's going to he's going to play to his strengths. He's like, you know, at the end of the day, he's a Commonwealth Games medalist. You know, he's a he's a wrestler. He's, he's wrestled all over the world. His wrestling coach um, in Wigan when he was growing up, when he was a teenager, used to be the head wrestling coach at Bayou. Mm. So he used to fucking coach Ben Askren. He used to coach Tyron Woodley. He used to coach fucking the guys that we see now. He was a Triple A level coach. So that's why Grundy's at such a high level of wrestling. It's, Grundy's like this new this. Unique. Well, I on the interview you'll a see British it. fighters. I call, I call them a unicorn. You're like a fucking unicorn. You're a British fighter that comes from a heavy wrestling background. Yeah. No one else comes from that background. And he's like, that's kind of what's held me back getting in the UFC is my wrestling heavy style. Even though he's got a lot of stoppages. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, <clears> ultimately, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The featherweight division's busy as fuck. But Grundy's been at the top of the domestic featherweight rankings people outside the UFC for yeah. a long time he's been waiting opportunities he had to fight all over Japan he's finally gets his opportunity this weekend and I was like is the pressure on you to stand and bang with Nad in the opening fight it's and a great like, fight oh, that, it's isn't a brilliant it? fight and he's like no because I'm going to get in there and do what I do best and if you if people like Khabib's style then they're going to like my style that's all I'm going to say and I'm like yeah man fuck and I can't wait for it but it, it's like the next yeah but that's because you're his mate right yeah, now that's very different I mean when we watch yes. boxers when we watch um, anybody in the in the UFC, if we've got an emotional connection to him, if we're you know we spend a bit of time with him, we're pals with him or whatever it may yes. be, you we listen. We're not going to lie. You you look at it more favourable than you would do if you didn't have any uh, emotional connection to that human being. So therefore, sometimes when I watch Khabib, sometimes when I watch Kamaru Usman, I'm like going, oh, "Come yeah. on, lads, this is boring." It. But Grundy. Good lad, sound lad. One you look us. at it. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a fight disciple. So you look at it and you go to yourself, yeah, fucking hunt the shit out of him if you want, mate. <laughs> Sweet as a nut. What a performance. Way! I, I, think in I think in terms of, you know, if Grundy leg comes his way to a points decision, I think right now you go, it's a UFC debut, you're allowed that one. But I think in terms of Khabib, what's made Khabib attractive is, it's, yes, he dominates by holding people down, but it's his activity in top position that makes him attractive. He's a killer. He's a savage. He's the last person you'd want on top of you because you can't get up and he's going to beat the shit out of you while you're down there. It's not like he just holds you down, John Fitch style, but there was a lot of that with Usman where you think it's a lot of like just controlling you on the ground, moving position, but not a lot actually happening. Mm. Whereas, you know, hopefully Grundy's a lot more like Khabib where it's all arseholes and elbows once you're down there trying to get the finish. We'll get on to that in a minute, UFC London. Yeah. Grundy's uh, debut and everybody else that's on that card as well. I uh, just want to uh, touch upon some other stuff. Do you want to talk about anything else from uh, Kansas or are you done? 
I'm done with Kansas. Some, right, because I've got some other little bits of news because Stockholm, man, we were t- me and you were talking about going to Stockholm, weren't we? We were, yeah. We were talking about having a little bit of a trek over, having a little mm-hmm. bit of a Swedish trip, and it's then good, next man. thing you know, Gustafsson and fucking Smith gets named. It's good. Boom! It's expensive, but the quality of eye candy is unreal. <laughs> Honest. The eye candy in Sweden is next level shit. I've been a couple of times with Gustafsson fights. And um, the Globe Theatre is a wicked venue. The big arena is even better. It's like the O2 with all like restaurants and shit in there. But um, the Swedes absolutely go batshit crazy for MMA. Certainly for the UFC. Certainly for Gustafsson. For He's Alex, like a yeah. fucking megastar over there. So the experience of being around a UFC Sweden event is wicked. So I'm delighted they've announced it. Um, they're talking about Gustafsson versus Anthony Smith, aren't they? It's, it's done. The main event, so it's done. Yeah, it's done. That's what I was saying. The main event, sorry. Oh, hang on a minute. You got distracted because of the level of eye candy. Well, that's all I, I, I was talking then. to you about the fucking no, main event. I was back in Sweden sitting there with the <laughs> looking out the window, looking at all these blondes walking past, <laughs> all these Ulrika Johnson lookalikes. Mind-blowing, man. Ulrika Johnson back in the day, not now, mate. Oh, yeah, she, not now. You know what I mean? Not She's, now. She you know, had yeah. everyone up her. <laughs> when she was hot reading the weather. Before Sven got here. She's had everybody up her. <laughs> My missus calls her a four by four. Because four, you she's got four kids by four dads. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> you mention that when we see her. Yeah, the old four by four. But yeah, I'm well, She's had everybody up her. I can't believe you just said oh, that. Oh, come on. Even Sven went off there. Look at this kipper, Sven. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sven going on Ericsson. My Lord. <laughs> anyway, the main event. Yeah. Gus versus uh, no, it was only Anthony because I'd mega. seen um, what's his name Jan Blachowicz had threw his cap in the ring. Didn't need to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" I'll have to fight. I'll have to fight. So, hmm. um, but Alex versus Anthony Smith makes fucking sense, man. But uh, listen, I've seen Alex win majestically in Sweden, hmm. and it's incredible. And I've also seen him get absolutely wiped out by Rumble Johnson in Sweden at four o'clock in the morning as well. And that was like a fucking. It was horrible. It was like a ghost town. It was like. Someone had died, like a national mm. hero had died, you know, fucking hell. They had Elton John singing songs and everything. That's how bad it was. <laughs> so, no, that's a good one. No, man. We will have to go to that. Um, Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> uh, Jacare and Romero running it back, man. They're going to go and uh, they're gonna go do all this all over again. Yeah. It's, it's weird that weight class right now because I feel like it's hard to get excited. Because what does the winner of that, does that move the winner of that forward in any way? I don't know. Adesanya's fighting Gastelum and then the winner of that will fight Robert Whitaker towards the end of the year. Mm. Jacare versus Romero, it's fun. Mm. Does it move either of them forward towards a middleweight title shot? Mm. Baby steps maybe, but they're not going to get a shot this year. What, what, the, that, that middleweight title is only going to be defended one time this year because it's only going to happen in autumn now when he gets back. Can I just say something? You mentioned Robert Whitaker's name there, right? There'll be people that listen to this particular show and then I don't know. You might get, you might consume another person's podcast. You might consume another radio show from somewhere else, or whatever it may be. And then you might go and do a bit of reading online and all that type of stuff. If you've come across the UFC pound for pound listing, right? Ignore it. Shite. It is absolutely full of shit. Kamara Wasman is uh, now above <laughs> Bobby Knuckles. <laughs> Conor McGregor, right? Is now above Taron Woodley. Tanner Woodley lost, so therefore now Conor McGregor's jumped above him. How does how does that fucking happen? Who puts 14 lads in a fucking bedroom that have never been to a fight in their entire life, knocking one out in the mum's bed in, in box room, have decided who's the pound-for-pound pound best? It's weird because, listen, uh, the rankings don't really mean much anyway, but 
they, they've got to be there just yeah just, but it's, it's for us to explain to so fans, fans about that point of call yeah but, but it's for us to explain to people that might not necessarily know where they come from oh yeah the official UFC rankings are wank absolute wank because the people who put it together it's the, not done by the UFC no no it, it's invited media but the problem is all the serious media all the proper media in the said sports fuck off. said no we're not get, I'm not getting involved because either they had their own ranking system in house yeah um or they didn't want to show any kind of bias or whatever it may be. So a, a lot of the media, myself included, turned it down. So they ended up with like fucking, you know, Jazzy Bill from <laughs> fucking Oklahoma, Oklahoma State University radio station and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. They're the only people that put Jazzy it on. Bill. Is he on there? He's good, man. He is good. He's Jazzy Plays B- all the hits. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of his Motown yeah, exactly. collection. His Motown classics. But they're, they're the only people that participate in this rankings which is why they're all over the place but rankings for me you know <clears throat> either you get you commit to like a, a third party like a you know my old employer fighters only magazine or whatever and go listen you guys build that for us and kind of put it together or you go to somewhere like mma junkie or mma fighting yeah, and yeah, go, yeah. okay we're going to reference your own rankings and we're going to use you kind of thing the other thing is to do maybe what in boxing, where BoxRec have their own ranking system, but it's based upon statistics. Hmm. The problem with that is, of course, if you ever check the pound-for-pound listings on BoxRec, it's all over the place because yeah. you know people like Chris Eubank have, are ranked massively higher than people like Callum Smith because he's had more fights against fucking whatever. Yeah. It, it, just the way they... they we they, should do our own. We should do a Fight Disciples one. Our own ranking system? Yeah. Okay, go on then. Who's number one? In what? Pound-for-pound now? Pound-for-pound. Based on what body of work? Yeah. Well, it's our it's our system, right? So yeah. based on body of work, you like John Jones. Mm. Yeah or no? Mm. Now our, our ranking system in boxing, we both got. I think have we both got Lomachenko number yeah. one in boxing and Crawford and then Usyk. So I think, yeah. So I think could be Mikey Garcia. Mikey this Garcia weekend. this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is about body of work as times talent. Yeah. Times Multi- sh- multiple weights. Times doing shit that no one else is doing. So if you if that same logic, it's got to be John Jones, then hasn't it? Yeah, it's got to be John Jones. However, however, what? When you look, it at doesn't it, fit your argument. Of, it doesn't fit your no. Listen, argument. I can't argue. John Jones is active right now. Pick the gams out the window. Forget about it. You're right, John Jones. Well, for me, John Jones is the greatest of all time. So okay, pound for pound, yeah, it's he's active, so it's hard to say okay. it's not John Jones. Who's your number two? Uh, I'll tell you my number two is Amanda Nunes yeah I'd say Max Holloway for me then Amanda Nunes Max hasn't won multiple yet then Bobby Knuckles Nunes yeah, does it's, it's the Nunes yeah. is Nunes I know but look at look at the look at the field the, the level of competition that Nunes has beat compared to Max Holloway she fucking smash them all up she's smashing them all up there's a, fe- a non-existent featherweight division. Basically, she just smashed up the one featherweight yeah. the sports got. Right. That's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, for me, you're right. They're the top four or five. Okay. Knuckles is in there. Max is in there. So Jones not Kamaru. So not Kamaru who's above. Kamaru Usman, 100% is not, is not in the top five. And that's not shit on him. I like him. No. But I don't like the way he fights. No, he's just starting out with his career. And he's beat, you know, he's beat a Tyron Woodley emphatically. Yeah, a Tyron Woodley, that there was a case, people were building a case that he was the best welterweight. I think now it's hard to say that because mm. George St. Pierre had the rain he had. But certainly right now you would say second best welterweight of all time to date is Tyron Woodley. Mm. So you've got to put Usman up there, but he's certainly not. He's certainly not top five pound per pound. 
send yours in at Fight Disciples on yeah, Twitter. Man, let us know. Yeah. Let us know where you're at with uh, your your pound for pound rankings. Ignore that list that the uh, that comes out as a, an official UFC one, which is bullshit. Send us yours in at Fight Disciples. See, let's go. Let's just stick on that subject for one second. When you're looking at accomplishments, so the greatest of all time in boxing. I don't think there's any dispute about it. And universally recognised. Frank Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Universal recognition. Was he technically the greatest boxer? Probably not. Did he have... He was good, though. No, oh, he was fucking phenomenal. But he wasn't a multi-weight world champion. For obvious reasons, he was in the heavyweight division. But, you know, the, there's other people who body of works whose who's, who's victories against various levels of opponent through different weight divisions you could argue was Oscar, more of an accomplishment Manny, people like that yeah, yeah however the impact he had on the sport transcended the sport which kind of makes him the greatest of all time yes okay so the argument is who has transcended mma greater than any other athlete conor mcgregor so where does conor mcgregor rank in the greatest of all time overall list and if he's in that list how is he not in the top five pound for pound he is for me He's at the bottom of it, but he's in he's in the top. Because five. of his accomplishments. Accomplishments. He's a two-weight world champion. Fighting style. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Transcended the sport, made more money than yeah. the fucking rest of the people in the top four. Absolutely. Top five put together. Yeah. He's in he's in my top five. Wow. No? I'm not it's your top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, though, man. I'm on it. It's we we'll have to get this up. We're gonna fight disciples to get involved, man. Let's put our top five together. I think we've just basically put our top five on the table. Hmm. Um yeah, man. Okay, get him in. At Fight Disciples. Um, just a quick one before we move on to uh, this monster fight week at UFC London. Artem Lovov, uh, Pauli Malinaji in a bare knuckle uh, fuckfest. Anybody fancy it? Come on! Pauli signed up for the bare knuckle fighting championship. Lovov's already signed up. You know exactly where this narrative is leading to, don't you? Pauli, right? Paulie even Pauli didn't knock anybody out. What's he going to do here? What's he going to do in this sport? Why is he doing this, you fucking nutcase? Leave it, son. Leave it. Yeah, but he'll get in here. He'll light up Artem. Smash Artem to bits because it's, it's boxing. Yeah. And then he'll try and call out Conor McGregor. The problem is you, you can't... You can't fucking... You know, let's put this in football terms. You don't go in and win the fucking, you know, the Vauxhall Conference trophy and then get to call out Barcelona in the Champions League final. doesn't work because... The Vauxhall fucking conference trophy or the Paints trophy or whatever it's called. Checker trade, son. The checker trade. When, when you follow lower league sides, you, 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 you'll know you, a little bit more yeah, about you, it. You'd know all about that, obviously, being a Blackburn fan. The, you, can't, you can't just go into bare knuckle boxing and then call out Conor because it can't happen that way. It's never mm. going to happen. Bare knuckle boxing, it, it, it's just completely different fucking levels. Why sport. is he doing it? Why would anybody want to do bare knuckle boxing? I don't get it. It's just it's full of people who are, whose careers are fucked. Mm. And they're just kind of cashing in as best they can now by breaking their hands on people's faces. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. I kind of get it to Artem because Bare Knuckle Boxing are obviously hoping we sign Artem, Connor's ring, Connor might get Connor ringside. Yeah. Connor does something mad. We get more press than we've ever had before. We go to a whole new level. But after what happened at Bellator, it wouldn't surprise me if the UFC in there... Oh, he's not allowed to like, go anywhere. Listen, mate, you ain't going to no Bare Knuckle Boxing fucking ringside job. But that's obviously what they're doing. And then as soon as they've signed Artem, they thought, right, the narrative is there. Let's go and find sign Malinaji, give him crazy money, which we can't even afford, to come and fight Artem. And then we'll try to build that narrative and we'll be in the same conversation as Conor McGregor and UFC. 
I get what they're trying to do. It's just embarrassing for Paulie Malinaji because you're like, Paulie, leave it, lad. Mate, grow the fuck up. Come on. Come on, son. It's stupid. <laughs> if you, if you want to make it happen, the only, way you can, the only way you can make it happen is to come back in boxing mm. and have a decent win in boxing. In a boxing ring and then get to come into yeah, the boxing Sam ring. Eggington because there is, there is money in boxing. There is money in the boxing ring to be able to attract Conor McGregor over, even if you are Paulie Malinaji. Mm. You know, it's, you're still making money there. There's TV networks fucking the zone would cream themselves if there was a chance to put Conor McGregor on against nobody gives a fuck, TBA. Never mind Paulie Malinaji. But you're right, the problem with Malinaji is he's finished. His career's gone. He's hanging on by a lifeline. He's fucking, I don't know. Mm. It's crazy. Uh, you, up world. UFC London this week. Uh, we've we said this on many occasions. As soon as the card was announced, this is the best card that London has ever had. Don't get me wrong. There's been some phenomenal men events. Yep. Bisping versus Silver was absolutely oh. tremendous. And boy, did it live up to all our expectations. It was absolutely outrageous. Um, but as a card from top to bottom, this is the one. This is absolutely going to be mustered. And I encourage you to follow us on YouTube this week as we bring you uh, loads of little bits and bats um, from Media Week, which I've no doubt will include... A live sit-down interview between Nick P and Pubed. That's right. Ben Askren <laughs> is in town. And uh, if we do get the opportunity to sit down with him and have a little bit of a chinwag, you're doing it. You're his mate. Super. Let's do it, man. Your pals. I love the way, What I love about this card more than anything is the fact, yes, it is the most stacked card we've had in the UK from the UFC, top to bottom. But there's 16... No, there's 12 fights on. Yeah. And there's eight Brits there. Yeah. There's eight British. That's why I'm excited about it because it's fucking awesome. Because there's uh, there's connection to them all. And to be fair, I think all eight have been on our show, haven't they? Pretty much. Is Pretty only much Nathaniel? Nathaniel's not been on yet, has he? Uh, well, you might have done actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. We've there's done them all. There's not many on. I don't think we've had John Phillips on. No. But again, John Phillips versus Jack Marshman, the Battle of Wales. Yeah, yeah. Who's the best Welsh fighter? Grundy versus Niramani, the Battle of the two new British featherweights. It's the top to bottom. It's stacked. Molly McCann trying to bounce back. Tom Brees up at middleweight. Danny Henry, the fucking killer from Scotland that came in from EFC Africa. Arnold Allen, who we've got an amazing documentary with with John Gooden on our YouTube channel right now. Go and check that out. It's just fucking stacked. And for me, looking down at you like, who's going to steal the show? Mm. Looked into Molly's eyes last week and she's like, I'm fucking stealing this show. You wait and see. I spent an hour with Mike Grundy early, um, on Friday with the thing that we've got on YouTube again tomorrow. Mike Grundy, I'm stealing this show. Wait you know, and see right. what I do. Here's They're my, all talking. Right, talk, here's mine. Here's mine, right? This is where we're at. These are going to be your highlights. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Nathaniel Wood, first fight of the night. Is that right? Is he the first up? No, Mike Grundy, Nathaniel Marnie's first fight. Okay. I think Grundy will come through that. I think exactly what you were saying before. Nathaniel's fucking main card, man. Is he on the Is he the first on the main card? Is he's that what I've got? No, no. Marshman Phillips, the Welsh battle. Right. I think, Nathaniel Wood. Yeah. Will, stay, will be one of the things that you are talking about when you come away from the auto arena, right? Okay. He will light the fucker up, I'm telling yeah. you now. Hot chocolate, Danny boy. Fight of the night. Fight of the night. As always. <laughs> no question about it. Guaranteed. And then the main event. Yeah. The main event can't be anything other than fucking brilliant. Well, I, exactly. And I did an interview with Till, which we're, I think we're going to stick up later today. So right now you should already have it. But Till Masvidal. I said this to him, I was like, this can't not be a good fight, can it? This can't not deliver. And so I was like, exactly, that's why That's why when this opponent was offered, I jumped at it, because Masvidal throws down, man. He comes into the octagon and he fucking goes for it. And believe me, I'm going to go for it. So it's hard to look past the main event being a performance bonus. 
Um, Danny Roberts, Claudio Silva. Listen, if you if you if you don't appreciate by now that Danny Roberts, regardless of who he fights, is in fight of the night, then you don't know what the fuck you're watching. <laughs> the kid, hot chocolate is gold. Um, so Danny Roberts, one hundred percent Claudio Silva. That's got to be fight of the night. And then you know what? I'm super excited about Arnold Allen, and I'm super excited about seeing Tom Breeze as a middleweight as well. Yeah, I think yeah. Either of those guys steal it. I think Nathaniel Wood in London. Fucking come hell. on, man. Brad Pickett's going to whack the living daylights out of him before he goes into the octagon. He's going to be fucking <laughs> yeah. revved up and then he's going to lay it on, innit? Brad will knock seven kinds of shite out. You watch him, right? Wait, wait, when, he's, when he's in the octagon, as he's walking to the octagon, just as he's been vast up, you watch Brad smack the living daylights out of him and then boof, off, go, off you go, son. Go and yeah. do the business. The light heavyweights as well, Uzumir versus Dominic Reyes. That's just going to be a fucking knockout fest. They're just going to be swinging for the fences as well. So wouldn't surprise me if... One of the only fights, not including a Brit in either corner, mm. goes and steals the show. Volkan's that, great, man. Volkan would be great. Oh, but Volkan only knows one way to fight, and that's to take your head off. So that's the beauty of this card. Like, Looking up and down at you, like, where, where's the performance? But the only one I'm guarantee, the only one I'll guarantee, sorry, two I'll guarantee, will be in the mix. Mm. Will be the main event, and Danny Roberts, Claudio Silva, just because they, they can't not deliver. But mm. ev- everybody else, the fuck. Do you like the way as well that winning? I know that Bar Grundy. Um, do you like the way that, as well that they have quite purposely geared this card for a British audience? Oh, yeah. Everybody stand up and whack. Yeah, yeah. As you look down that card, everybody wants to throw. Yeah. But even, listen, I know Grundy said he's, he's going to play to his strengths, but you believe you me, Grundy will be going for the finish. He's not going to fuck. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Fucking mad. He's trying to make a point. I think, he'll, I think he'll take him down and elbow the living daylights out of his face listen, for about five minutes. There's a... There's a opportunity there to go I'm the best British featherweight or certainly to go okay you know because the fight after this obviously if, if Arnold Allen comes through let's see who the best British featherweight is then I think Arnold Allen's ahead of these guys don't get me wrong I think mm. Arnold's one step away from a, a shot at the top 15 but then the other one as well Jack Marsham versus John Phillips both of them walk into the ring with Welsh flags on the back like the fucking amount of pride that's going to go down there the valleys will be in full voice mm. it'll be crazy that that's the beauty of this card. Everything about it is just fucking stacked to bits, and you're like, like we're both working on the night anyway. It's like, at what point here do you go for the piss? At what point here do you have you a break there is in, no. the, in the broadcast? Mm. There's no break. Mm. That's graft. Everything top to bottom is graft. What version of Gunny Nelson's going to turn up, mate? Who knows? And that's that's the thing. That's for me. That's the we haven't even spoke about that fight. The co-main event: Leon Edwards versus Gunny Nelson. This is either for me, Leon Edwards is coming out party mm. where he's allowed to make a bit of a statement. Or Gunnar Nelson goes back to the Gunnar Nelson he was prior before having a bit of a jujitsu lobotomy, you know. But last time out though, he looked in top shape. That's the best I've seen him shape yeah, wise, yeah. Gunny. So I'm thinking to myself, if he's still got that mindset and that attitude, um, with it's SBG that he's working out of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's always been at SBG. If he comes yeah. out, if he comes out of, you know, uh, with Coach Kavanagh and uh, John and all those boys, I. I Following on from his last fight, I think this could be a real hard night for Rocky. I really do. Yeah. I hope it's not. I hope Rocky does make a statement because I want him to get on the mic and say, right, whoever wins that fucking main event, let's have it. Because that's what he's going to do if he comes up with a, comes up with a, a big statement. I, th- I think the pressure's on Leon a little bit more than he realises here because unlike most fights Leon Edwards goes into, he's favoured for this. And he's favourite against a really dangerous guy. Mm. You know, if Gunny fucking gets on his back, he's mm. in a whole world of trouble. Mm. I don't know, I don't care how much work he's doing with Tom Brees or whatever. Gunny Nelson's a very high level black belt. And if he takes Leon Edwards' back, he can he can finish the fight, absolutely. So Leon's got to be super careful. 
The thing is, you're right, Gunny Nelson's so predictable. We know, you know exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. Even though he's got that karate point system background, you know he's going to throw the one-two and look for an ankle pick. He's going to throw the one-two and look for a single leg. He's so predictable. And I think by now, whether John Cavan and the team need to get on to the fact that people know what's coming from Gunny a mile away, he's got to show us something different. Mm. And this is an opportunity for him to jump right back up because Leon Edwards is highly ranked and Gunny... At one stage, he was the big star from SPG. He, when he first came into the UFC, it was like, this guy's a fucking wizard on the ground. He's got a karate background. He's going to make a run for the welterweight belt. Then Connor came shortly afterwards, and obviously Connor fucking absolutely put a, left everybody in his shadow. But probably the person that suffered more than anybody is Gunnar Nelson because he's kind of become an afterthought. And now he's, you know, he's been marked up as a legend here on Leon Edwards has pushed mm. towards a, a move into the top five. Don't get me wrong. Leon Edwards is not daft. The kid's a grafter, and he's 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 come on so much, and uh, you know it's hard to look past Leon Edwards. I even get in the finish here, but Gunny Gunny Nelson's no joke, man. Just because Ponzinibbio fucking lit him up doesn't mean Leon Edwards can lit him up, light him up, you know. And he's only been stopped. His other defeat was Damian Meyer, who's a fucking wizard, and that's because he got into a jujitsu fight with him. If Gunny can take his back, play to his strengths, we talked about it earlier. Fighters playing to their strengths. If Gunny Nelson can close distance and pull guard. Leon Edwards could be in trouble. I know you're going to do this on Friday when we're probably sat in the bar pissed up and then you're going to put your bets on. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> You've already put the bets on? Bet. You've already done it? I'll, I'll have a bet. I'll let you read it out, look. I was pissed at the weekend to <laughs> put this bet on. <laughs> what What does this bet... What's the theme of this bet, should I say? Scouse. I'm not even looking at it. I'm not even... Lo- I haven't even seen it. I've not even looked at it. And I know that it's full Scouse. <laughs> Is it? It's a Scouse quadruple. <laughs> He's gone for Molly, Mike Grundy, Danny Roberts, and Darren Till. <laughs> Fucking hell. Two adopted Scousers and one Scouser there. It's yeah, the yeah. Scouse quadruple, yeah. I've gone for all wins for them. Hey, got good odds for it as well. Got good odds on that quadruple, mate. Little, little cheeky accumulator. Just a win. No, in particular. Straight wins for Molly McCann, Mike Grundy, Danny Roberts, and Darren Till. Obviously, uh, Grundy and, and Danny Roberts on paper are the, the toughest fights there. Um, but yeah, man, that's well, why I got good odds. I'm, I'm, I will say, because our betting partner, partner William Hill, will not be beating on in-round betting. I yeah. think, I think Till gets this, gets this done within the distance. Oh yeah, I don't think, I don't think it goes past the second round. I, I was going to say second. Yeah. Till second round would be mine. I don't know what the odds are on that, so we'll put it up on uh, online at the back end of the uh, at the back end of the week. I think Danny Roberts will get it done inside the distance as well. I just oh, think I'd love him to. I just it's think a tough fight, man. It's a it's a great fight, but, fight. I, but it's a flip a coin fight. I'll be honest. I think t- uh, out of the four out of the four lads I just mentioned there, you know, no disrespect to Nad because I think he's a great fighter, but I think Grundy's you know for me at a higher level. Um, Grundy points. Are you, th- are you thinking? You're thinking he's going to grind this out over three, don't you? No, uh, you know what? I'd lo- obviously I'd love him to get the finish. Being with him this week, he's desperate to make a bit of a statement. You know, this is a guy. Go and watch the video, but basically his honeymoon's been put on hold and everything, and he hasn't even booked it because he's like, I'm gonna get a, a Toby wife, I'm gonna get a performance bonus, and we'll go somewhere really nice, which is kind of cool. Which he's got the bit between his teeth, man. Yeah, man. But uh, for, from the, the reason why I'm saying Danny Roberts is going to be fighter of the night and not the likes of Marshman versus Phillips, or you think this is going to be Danny Roberts versus Mike Perry all over again, don't like, you? 100 percent because that's how Danny fights. Danny always gets in those fights, you know. That's why he's such a fan favorite. That's why the UFC have got him on a fat contract, you know, hand on heart. I love the kids a bit. Do I think he'll make a title run? I would love to for him. I would love yes, 
But I don't think that's his destiny in the UFC. I think his destiny in the UFC is to be a fucking super entertaining guy he's who Brad, just bags performance checks every he, time. He's Brad Pickett, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's kind of like Brad Pickett in terms of he's never... Danny Roberts is never in a dull fight, ever. Regardless of who he's fighting, whether it's someone ranked above him, ranked below him, it always ends up like a fucking 50-50 war. And I think every fight in his UFC so far, he's had a couple of performance bonuses. And then when he hasn't, he deserved a performance bonus. Yeah. People sleep on how good his boxing is. You sleep on how hard he works. Listen, that for me is going to be fight of the night. Absolutely. Although, Jack Marshman, John Phillips, man. How can you not? How can two fucking valley boys not throw down? <laughs> Like their lives. They won't be allowed to go it. back to the valleys if exactly. they didn't have it. It's going to be a war, an absolute war. Mm. Man. There you go. It's exciting. Make sure you're all over our uh, social media this week, all over our YouTube in particular, uh, because as Nick pointed out, uh, John Gooden has done a, a lovely little sit down with Arnold Allen. Uh, that's on our YouTube channel now. You can go and get a piece of that. Obviously, there's a previous uh, sit down that Nick has done with Darren Till in the build up to this. That's on our YouTube channel. We'll retweet that so you can go and have a little bit of a nosy at it. There's a Mike Grundy interview coming this week. Obviously, we've still got UFC uh, Media Week to do where we'll be speaking to all these main protagonists. Ben Askren's in town, so hopefully we'll be able to get a chat with him. Bispin's in town as well. We'll hopefully get a little bit of a chat with him at some point. So there'll be loads of content going up on our social media. There'll be loads of chat uh, going up as well. Another, a fresh Till interview, which is not the YouTube interview. It's a different Till interview, which is going up as a podcast this week. So make sure you're subscribing uh, to our stuff because we are all over UFC London, all right? It's all there for you uh, on iTunes and on our website, fightdisciples.com. Now, normally you cut me off before I wrap the show up. Is there anything else that you want to say? No, just if anyone's at UFC London this week, man, search and destroy, find us out. We'll be around the Fighters Hotel. Why did you do this? Right, because then people rock up because we've had these conversations in the past. People know it's my turn to get the beers in. Exactly, you did it last time. Exactly. So now it's a case of, all right, it's your turn. Come on, sunshine. Dif- don't don't be inviting every Mate, man and his dog down. The difference is though, we've got some William Hill money to spend yeah, this time, actually, so yeah, yeah. it won't come out of our pockets. Bill Hill's Bill Hill's are paying for it. Bill Hill's going to sort us out. Yeah. So William Hill, our betting partner, will get the beers in if you co- if you touch base with us this week. We'll be around the Fighters Hotel from Wednesday, Thursday onwards, right through till Sunday, man. So come down and check out the Fight Disciples. Say hello, and um, as usual, give us a five star rating on iTunes and all that jive, mm. and we'll give you. Our betting partner tips from William Hill. Best within round bet and all that jive. We'll give you our tips later in the week as well. All right. So soon. Cool. There you go. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.